welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, your favorite podcast where a uh, veteran viewer and virgin viewer of all things horror meet, watch, and discuss thematically all the scary movies of your lifetime and uh, possibly your mom's. And, and when we say meet, we mean M-E-A-T. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that meant. Because that's gross. <laughs> Uh, that's Josh and I'm Cindy. Speaking of M-E-A-T, um, yeah. this is dropping Thanksgiving um, week. Woo! Happy... Happy Gobble Gobble Day. Thanksgiving, I guess? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always kind of never really give a shit about Thanksgiving. I used to. that I get off of school and work. <laughs> I used to love it. That uh, I have a big family, so we used to get together for Fourth of July and Thanksgiving. Those were our big days. But now we're even big. We're, we're the family's even bigger and more spread out, so doesn't really do much. It but is, it is an eaten holiday. It is an eaten holiday, and you know I love to eat. I so this month we're doing uh, movies about like dinner parties, family get-togethers. All right, friend get-togethers. What are we watching? This week, my dear, uh, we're watching. I'm calling it the unofficial Thanksgiving horror movie. You're right. next. You're next. Okay, when did this came out? Rather recently, did uh, This movie was released August twenty third, two thousand thirteen. Oh, that means it's gonna actually probably scare the shit out of me. Okay, do you remember two thousand and thirteen, Cindy? I do. Uh, that was my first year as a single lady since. Oh, Nineteen ninety nine. Was that the same year that song came out? <laughs> <laughs> Just about. It seems. Yeah. Uh, I had a August, I, right. So I would have a three-year-old and, uh, and almost eight-year-old, almost seven-year-old. Yeah. Word. That's Word. Wild. That's wild. They were little. Now they're big. They're big now. <laughs> they're all growing. Uh, 2013, I was, oh Lord. No, I don't do, we don't need to talk about how I, old I was. I think I was either leaving the shelter to go to Presley Ridge, or it was right around that time. Okay. So, so long ago. But the world of 2013. Okay, tell me about the world. It was the year that we had two popes. Okay, so that was the year that the German guy stepped down. Or... Yeah, remember the uh, scary pope that looked like he was a <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Pope Benedict. Yeah, there you go, that guy. Pope Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> okay. We went from, yeah, whatever. And I, then we got the new one who's like, he's a nice guy. Young, well, he's not pope. young, but he's, yeah. He's younger. Jesus Christ. The Pope before him was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. He's the, he's the anyway. pipe one. <laughs> if, you, if you ask the church, that's also the year of the Boston Marathon bombing. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. The Edward Snowden disclosure. That was also the year of the West Texas explosion. Not to bring us down a peg. That's what you're, that's what you, was going on with us. Do you want to elaborate on that? So people, uh, people don't remember it because the, because of the Boston Marathon bombing, um, a lot of attention kind of got diverted, but in the town of West Texas, uh, a silo was full of, um, too much fertilizer and caught fire and subsequently exploded and killed, um, seven people, one of which was my cousin. And uh, that kind of sucked. 
<laughs> a lot. The aforementioned, you know, we get together Thanksgiving and, and Fourth of July. But it's okay. It's been a minute. Um, the company was held liable for their deaths. And so, I mean, I don't know. They didn't. Yeah, whatever. It's a whole thing. But uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2013 was not a great year for me. <laughs> Let me say that again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to be a bummer, but. No, that's important. Like you should always look back and remember like that was an important touchstone in your life. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was also the year that we lost Roger Ebert, Jonathan Winters, James Gandolfini, Lou Reed, Paul Walker, Nelson Mandela, Peter O'Toole, um, and James Avery, Uncle Phil. Oh, Uncle Phil. Or Shredder on the Yeah, Ninja that's how you remember him best. Well, a little bit of both. Like, <laughs> a little bit of both, to be honest both. with you. I enjoyed both shows, I'm not going to lie. Okay. So, but let's get into your next. Your next. So this movie is rated R. R. How long is it? It is one hour and 35 minutes. All right. That is super close to my favorite time um, of 90 minute movie. And I'm not going to lie. This movie, at least for me, feels like it's a lot shorter. <laughs> okay. It moves. Like it's got a setup. And then once you get through like the first half hour of setup. Yeah. The last hour is just like it goes. Okay. It moves with some speed. This movie is directed by Adam Wingard. Okay, who is who that? Who I want to meet so bad. Uh, he directed the 2016 Blair Witch. Okay. He directed Godzilla vs. Kong that came out this past this year, actually. Okay. Right? And uh, he directed The Guest. Oh, we love The Guest. That movie is so fucking good. Very good movie. Oh. So random. But go ahead. Uh, and he's a team with Simon Barrett, the writer, who wrote this uh, Blair Witch from 2016 and The Guest as well. Okay. And then we get into the cast. And the cast is interesting because a lot of people in this movie, this was kind of their move from super low budget to like kind of medium okay. sized horror films. Okay. Kind of and the bigger budget movie. They did the Martin Scorsese thing of, hey, um, let's cast some people that are a our friends and be other filmmakers because they know that we have like time constraints and how this works yeah okay um so a lot of the actors i'm about to talk about are also filmmakers okay they're more behind the scenes okay uh, so the lead is definitely sharni vincent she plays aaron she is uh australian okay she's in the movie step up 3d and she was on a tv show Ooh, okay in yeah Australia called home and away sounds great we get to our first filmmaker Joe Swanberg, who plays Drake. Drake. Uh, he's a writer, director, and actor who made the movie Drinking Buddies, Happy Christmas, and Easy. That's on Netflix. It's like a show on Netflix. All right. Uh, and then A.J. Bowen plays Crispin. He's in Hatchet 2, The Sacrament, and House of the Devil. More on House of the Devil in a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nicholas Tucci plays Felix. Uh, Felix. He's a, he was in an epi- uh, a season of Channel Zero and The Ranger, which is a really fun... The Ranger. Okay. A really fun, like, 80s slasher throwback okay. that came out a couple years ago where kids are terrorized by a murderous park ranger. Oh, terrific. So there you go. It's really fun. And then Wendy Glenn plays Z. And then we got our next filmmaker is Amy Simetz. Okay. She plays Amy. She's the, <laughs> She's the writer and director of She Dies Tomorrow and Sun Don't Shine. She was in the Pet Cemetery remake, Alien Covenant, and the killing on AMC. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yes, she was on that. 
She's fantastic. Uh, wow. And then I said we were going to talk about House of the Devil again. Uh, Ty West, oh, yeah. Yeah, plays Tariq. He is the director of The Sacrament, The Innkeepers, and House of the Devil. Fucking, I really want to watch House of the Devil at some point for this okay. podcast. It's so good. What? The, all right, never mind. Go ahead. And then the one person in this cast, actually, there's two people. The last two people, Cindy's probably might know both of them. All right. So who we got? The father figure is Rob Moran. He plays Paul. He was Trooper Finnegan in Me, Myself, and Irene. Okay. I never uh, saw that movie, but I, I know what you're talking he's about. He's in There's Something About Mary. He was in Kingpin, and he was the bartender in Dumb and Dumber. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the face is definitely going to be familiar. A lot of comedies. Yeah. A lot of that's comedies. My, that's my jam. And then the mom is Barbara Crampton. Barbara Crampton. Barbara Crampton. Want to talk about her? Uh, so she plays Aubrey. She is the love of my teenage life. Yeah. She. <laughs> no? She was in Reanimator, From Beyond. A shitload of the young and restless. Ooh. Uh, the original Puppet Master, Chopping and, Mall, and countless tons, dreams of Josh as a young and lad. Tons and tons of things. I will say this about Barbara Crampton. What? She had effectively retired before this movie came out. Yeah. Like she had moved, I think, up to San Francisco, and like they were, her and her husband were raising their kids. She was kind of like done. Yeah. And then they got her to come out to do this, and then this movie. She had such a good time, and it so re-energized her that she she's going to start just started doing a ton of shit after this, and became a producer, so she could like shepherd younger talent and then kind of guide her career later in life. Okay, so she's done a lot of stuff in the past couple of years, and it all kind of the second act of her career starts here, and I think that's really cool. Okay, well, all right. So I was just looking; she her signature is not on. The poster that we have back there. I have yet to meet Barbara Crampton at a con. <laughs> okay. Yep. I thought for sure that would be one that you would grab immediately. Does she just not do cons? She no, she doesn't. Um, she just hasn't done one that has been near me that I've been to. Because I definitely I have a really awesome From Beyond poster and that your next poster and a Reanimator poster. Okay. And a Brian. Well, no, she's not Brian Animator, so no, never mind. But. Yeah. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the movie and I try to make some meaning out of it. So I'm just going to turn around. Well, that's that's a print. That's not, oh, the, that's not the poster. poster. Okay, let me see the theatrical poster then. All right. So does that mean I already have a giveaway? Your next guy in a buddy mask with a machete. I'm going to tell you what I've, what I've thought this movie's about since you hung up the poster. I think it's about um, like a... A br- you know bring a date to like a dinner party type situation and then the dates all become the victims of like a you know most dangerous game situation which is what i thought all these movies were going to be about mm-hmm. Fair. and uh it's about who you know sur- whoever can survive you know win some sort of prize it's uh, definitely a horror movie okay but it's not this horror movie? But is it this horror movie? I don't know. You tell I'm me. I'm not sure. Uh, just so, listeners, in case you're interested, there is a poster for this movie <laughs> hanging above the table that we eat. It is, yeah. Meals at. <laughs> it, it, it is a face of... <laughs> this, uh, this room contains posters for Fright Night, mm-hmm. The Babadook, Clockwork Orange, 
You're next in The Shining. That's, <laughs> well, that's, that's our an, food ambiance. That's our, yeah, that's where we sit to eat. So. All right. So how can we watch this movie? Um, you're next. It's pretty new, so it's definitely on Amazon and it's rentable. Yeah, you're definitely Is it on a platform. On, like, I guess it's free on Epix if you got the Epix Ooh, channel. Ooh, I don't know what that is, but okay. It's like one of the add-on movie channels. I would just rent it on Amazon if you don't already own it. Like, like there's a Blu-ray. It's like $5. Okay. $6. All right. Well, we're off to watch it. So uh, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. I just want you all to know how much it means to us that you're all here. Thanks to mom and dad. Beautiful. Just a perfect day. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy food and help us to do our part with kind words and loving deeds. Amen. Amen. What is that? Hey guys, we watched your next. What did you think? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day for sure. My voice is gone. I screamed so much during the movie. Just kidding. But I did scream a lot. <laughs> this movie was very tense and that twist at the end. I loved it. Spoilers alert. I haven't had this voice since year one, by the way. Yeah. If you go um, back and listen to year one episodes. <clears throat> we're, calling ha- it, we're calling it a throwback episode. Yeah, it's my thing. It's uh, Cindy lives in a place. This that is has my allergies, my post nasal drip. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, prepare for the back half of an episode where I gush about how much I enjoy a ridiculous, ridiculous movie. I love. It. <laughs> That's why we have a poster hanging up in our dining room, as we spoke spoke about earlier. I turn around and look at every time we say that. Mm-hmm. All right, Cindy. Before we get started, do you want to tell us what this movie is about? This movie is about a family reunion where uh, burglars come in and just start killing everyone. And the, the spunky little Australian who saves the day. No? Yes? <laughs> Mostly right. Mostly uh, right. It's, it's a it's family spunky? reunion because of... Oh, it's their anniversary. Their, their anniversary and... 
It's an inside job. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about that a lot. But yep. it's an inside job. Yes, it is. From the masked killers mm-hmm. with the sons. The, uh, the youngest Plural. sons. Yeah, they, they were bullied by their older brother. And I guess their baby sister was favorited. I couldn't figure out why she was... I guess that's it. Everyone in this movie... The two middle children had it. Menendez, yeah. the family... <laughs> There, I, there you go. That's the tagline for this movie. Yeah. Watch as they Menendez the family. Um, and then they went to see the next play afterwards. The thing yep. about this movie. I forgot that they did that. Yeah. There's a baseball card, or a basketball card, a Mark Jackson card. The thing about this movie. The well, let me go ahead and let, let me read what the IMDb synopsis okay. before we start talking about it. So Book IMDb has, when the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that the one victim uh that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back yeah she even kind of says like oh, i haven't even told whatever they all had weird names they were the whitest of white names it was like felix they were all alistair assholes. they all had asshole names kevin i don't remember what were they uh, crispin crispin that was it crispin crispin yeah everyone in this movie has an asshole name for the yes. most part um and yeah. it works because they're all pretty much assholes for the most part, yeah. Like, just think of the names. Like, not only the names of the kids, but, like, Ty West, the mm-hmm. documentary filmmaker who did one film that was in the Cleveland Underground Film Festival. Oh, yeah. His Two years ago. Tariq. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Z. Z is, like... Uh, oh, the one, the, uh, one brother's girlfriend? Yeah. Who yeah, has they're the best all just, the whole movie. What is, which is? We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Oh, when we get to it, Because I can't wait. I love it so much. I, I think of this movie as... It's basically 90 minutes long, mm-hmm. and it's a, a movie cut into thirds. Okay. The first third is everyone arriving, and you're it's, establishing... It's all the setup, right? Right. There's definitely something off. Well, right from the get-go, we get the cold open of, like, Larry Fessenden getting murdered, mm-hmm. right? With the urinex being painted in blood on the window. And right. The, you know, a the, neighbor. The, the young girl that he's apparently teaching... Slash yeah. having sex with is yeah yeah and then that kind of gives us like oh there's this killers is, up here yeah that we, this is what's happening we meet the family and then the first third of the movie is just kind of the setup mm-hmm. right and then the second third of the movie is it's legit a home invasion movie yes right they have this like big dinner which makes me think of Thanksgiving more than anything else do you see why yes I, I was like this is like the unofficial Thanksgiving horror film it was it wasn't um, what I would think of for like oh this is an anniversary party. It, it definitely was more of like, oh, this is a Christmas, a Christmas or a holiday meal of some sort. And it, the family works because it feels so real. Yeah. Like, the they awful get tension. into full-on arguments. and Almost immediately. Arguments that I'm like, I've been in those. Or yeah. I've seen people in my family get into this. For sure. Like, the line, I don't know how many times I've heard the line that gets said whenever the oldest brother says something douchey. And then his brother... What? I'm just saying... Goes, what was that? But what I'm only saying, oh, no, like, he's a big boy. What, what, he can yeah. say it. What did he say? Say it to my face. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like those oh, words they are. are guaranteed to fuck up a holiday. Yes. Uh, and then that's when all the shooting starts. It's all crossbows. It, it's crossbows, axes, right? And so it's super brutal. And so the second third of the movie is just everyone starts to get murdered, and you're told you're let in on, or the audience is let in on, that the youngest brother. Felix, right? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Um, has paid for these guys to come. And 
it's uh, it, you now know that Felix and Z are in on it, but I don't even remember what was the lead girl's name or the character's name. I mean, her name's Aaron. Aaron, thank you. Uh, and Aaron doesn't know that, and so there's kind of that little dramatic irony of like, oh shit, oh shit, um them trying to kill her while she's thinking that they're all on the same team sort of a thing. Yep. And then that, with the realization that Felix is the mastermind mm-hmm. <clears throat> comes at his father's death. Like, his dad dies right in front of him. Right. And then that's when he's like, the mask killer steps out and he's like, did you have to fucking do that right yeah. in front of me? Right in front of me? Um, what am I paying you for? And that's what sets up the final third of the movie, which it goes from like a home invasion movie to this like kick-ass woman just yep manhandling everyone yep and being the boss like it turns out that she was raised um by her for a time by her father in a survivalist like compound compound that was it in in the outback in australia right they were worried that the government was in on them and so they had trained her for everything and uh it all happened to come into play so (laughs) all of it and i think this is kind of going to lead into some of the themes of this movie. Which are? Which is, she immediately knows what to do, right? Yep. Like, as soon as people start dying, she's the first person with a level head. She, yeah, she's She the starts one telling people, like, pick don't up the go chair. outside, don't do this. And people are like, where are you going to go outside and get the car? Yeah. And that's, like, Amy tries to run out and she runs into that wire oh. and, it, like, cuts her She gets open. red-rovered by, a, like, a piano wire. Like, everyone who dies in that second act, I Mm -hmm. think, for the most part, dies because they don't listen to her. Yeah. She's like, everyone needs to stay together. I think we should just stay together. Let's go upstairs. Let's put mom in bed. Let's do this. Like, Yeah. Which It was terrifying. Barbara Crampton's death, by the way. When they put her into bed and she's, like, upset because her kids have just died, obviously you'd be upset. Obviously. But we're watching the movie and I just want to relay to the listeners Mm. that... She's laying in bed and she's like having an emotional breakdown because her kids are <laughs> Yeah. And then a guy starts crawling out from underneath the bed and, and Cindy just went, fuck no. <laughs> fuck me no. No. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> he just crawled out with that mask on. Nope. And then beat her, killed her with a machine. Oh. It is what it is. But Don't like that at all. So I think that's one of the themes is the most competent, capable person in that room yes. is the woman from that Australia nobody... well, who yeah. is not from high breeding, as you would say. Yep. Right? Because this well, family seems to be very old. Waspy. Very waspy. This is their... What was it that his... Um... His dad's It's like a defense contractor. Yeah. Like, he got it through, like, a defense contractor. And it was, like, a three-story, you know, mansion-type house in the middle of Maine that was his retirement project. He's going to spruce it up. He's going to fix it up. Yeah. Yeah. So waspy. So Um, waspy. And and then it turns out at the very, very end, before we move on to talk about what I read into this movie. Okay. um, That the other brother... That took off Crispin mm-hmm. was in on it the whole time. <laughs> you don't find that out until the and last ten minutes almost. It's just him and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Our heroine are alive at the end. Yep. And he's like basically like, "Hey, babe, like I get that you're upset right now, but let's all think that about money's the money. mine now. All of it. Like I don't have to split it with anyone. Yeah, it's just us. So baby. I can like pay off your stu- <laughs> you offers to pay off her student loans. And let me tell you, 
I would do some gnarly fucking shit to get my student loans paid off. Hell yeah, I would. Um, I don't know if I would kill a whole family. <laughs> but I would definitely. How like, much are we talking about? All she had to do was not say anything. <laughs> I would. I'd be tempted to turn a blind eye to some horrible things if someone was like, pay off your student loans. I'd be uh, like, be like, oh my yeah. god. Let's think about this for a second. Yes. Like she's a bartender, right? He mentions that. Like a bartender and a student. She doesn't have a lot of money. So he starts throwing like money. Like, I'll just give you all yeah. this money. Like you'll be set up for life. Like you can even tell me to go fuck myself if you want to, like, but you'll be taken care of. All you have to do is just shh. Don't say shit. Yeah, just let me collect the money. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. And she responds by stabbing him in the throat. And I love it. <laughs> and then the cops show up and shoot her. Love and then, it. And then the cop comes in and sets off the axe trap that she set up with like the bricks on the door. It's a Ooh, whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was. And that's how the movie ends. That. It ends in like this crazy smash mm-hmm. cut of blood. Barf. Barf. Um, Barf. Okay, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but, but doesn't this movie seem like almost like a stand-in for cap- capitalism and how it works? Yeah, right. It's about how nobody like, listens to the poor people who actually know what they're doing, and that that father that everyone said was crazy for putting her through survival camp actually was right. Hmm. That and and you have a guy who made a lot of money, probably doing some really shady shit, right? Yes. Like, he got it from a defense contractor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do you think they got that money from? Right? Like, yeah. It's not like it was he, like, um, it's not like he was like a civil rights attorney and he won all this money and he was a really nice guy. Like, he did some shady shit probably at work. And then... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What was the name of that? His fucking... Ki- it's like Raytheon or something like that. Yeah. Like, his kids turn on him. Yep. And kill each other for money. Yep. Because they value money more than their family and their relationships. Yeah. And that's like definitely a, we've grown up rich, but now we're not rich right. anymore thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they're all kind of failed at what they do. Um, we we don't really know a whole lot about Amy. But like her, we know doing. her her partner, the guy that she brings, uh, is... Not very successful. Yeah, he's a failed documentarian. Uh, Drake. Drake, Joe Swanberg's character, mm-hmm. seems to be some sort of business guy, and he seems to be doing okay. But Crispin's like a failed author, in who's teaching like English at like a college. Yep. Um, and then we don't know what Felix is doing, but it seems like avoiding work is what Felix does. Yes. As the youngest. Yep. The youngest of like a super rich family. What do you do? I don't work. It's yeah. What else would you do when you're the last son um, of a? Yeah, wealthy New England family. And that, so the idea is we kill our family. Damn. And then we can go off and do whatever we want to do mm-hmm. because that's more important than family ties. But mm-hmm. it's not true with the one person who's there who survives who is not a rich person. Well, she doesn't survive, does she? Let's be honest. Well, we don't know. I don't think she dies. I think she probably is going to have to do a lot of explaining and dodge going to prison for killing all those people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like how that's, that's the big thing that I was thinking is like, how do you explain? Well, yeah, you know, that it's such a convoluted, crazy ass plot. How do you explain that if you survive? I feel like if, uh, I mean, that's police, crazy. And this is a big if. Yeah. Did their due diligence and like actually tr- walked back everything. That okay. Eventually it would come out kind of what happened. Okay. If they do that. 
Well, do you think she lives? That's it. I think she lives, and at the end of the day, I think she would have gotten away with it because this was a very rich white family, (laughs) and I feel like they would have done all the digging into it. Yeah, okay. Like, maybe she would have went to jail for a little bit, but there definitely would have been, like, a True Life podcast. And, And, you know, like, like Serial would have gotten involved. Yeah, there would have been all kinds of, like, shows and documentaries and, like, what happened at the Davison (laughs) house, like... That night. Yeah, it would have been a whole thing. If My favorite murder. World. Okay, so can we archive this or no? Fuck yeah, you can. Okay, definitely it. out action. So much action right, right. away. It's crazy. Um, I did say this movie moves, right? Yes. So it's an hour and 39 minutes, I think. And then there's the opening moves because it's just like kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Like, you kill those two people. And then you get a setup for like 20 minutes and then it's back to just hiding in a house as people shoot and come in and there was just there's definitely a good payoff like in the beginning the front half there's like two times where you can see something that the other characters can't kind of builds up mm-hmm. there's somebody in that house and then man that payoff of like as soon as the dad discovers like a bottle of pee like someone's been living in the house it's like oh it just rolls from there it happens fast Yep, and this movie to sail it right into the R of the revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It is revolutionary because it takes the tropes of the home invasion movie. Yeah, and is like, oh no, pull them out from underneath you because that's not what we're in. Because it starts as a home invasion movie, and then it just turns into this insane, like almost like a Japanese female revenge movie yes. from the seventies. Like it's so fucking good. Yeah, um, it. <laughs> It's so definitely good. a good time. It is a good old fashioned, like you said, home invasion movie. Yeah, and I kept calling it a slasher, and you said no. There's a there's a term for it. I th- I think the thing that bumps me out about it, its revolutionariness took a hit was I believe um, it came out originally in like 2011, and okay. uh, like at different festivals, and then it didn't get released until 2013. And by that time, like other movies of this vein had seen it yeah. and then kind of like stolen stuff from what it. What was the one with the burlap sack faces? The Strangers? The str- that came out before this oh, or after? Oh, I think it was after, but that okay. movie is such a fucking downer. Oh, okay. Like this movie is so much fun and you're like, yeah. oh my God. And that movie, you're just like, fuck. Okay. I don't want to be here. Okay, uh, never mind. Killing? Shat bringing it up again. Oh, tell so much killing. Let me ask you, what was your favorite kill? Um, Let's introduce this segment. I did. What is your favorite kill, Cindy? uh, I want to go with the old fashioned. You know, she went and ran out the door and Red Rover, Red Rover. She got clotheslined by a piano wire. It was crazy. That was good. good. It was totally unexpected. It was an unusual way to die. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, even knowing what I know from the poster that hangs in our house, it was a surprise. It was interesting. Uh, I would go with Felix's death by blender. Oh, she smashes the blender. That was so gross. And then just turns it on. Yeah, that was foul. Uh, Oratory. Do you think Cindy? I've been saving this. Okay. I didn't want to mention it earlier. I was saving it for now. Do you remember after we find out that Felix and Z are in on it? And then she's like trying. Oh yeah, fuck me by fuck me beside your dead mom. And I was like, oh my god. Okay, yeah. You never want to do anything fun. I was thinking that as we were kind of talking about like the different ways they died. Yeah, 
show me that show me that you're not boring by fucking me next to your dead mom. God damn it, Z. Like, yeah. Okay, I'll give more Tori. You never do anything fun. I don't think that's a fair assessment of the situation. <laughs> like, I adore this movie. Uh, and then fantasy and fornication. I just, I sure hope this is a fantasy idea. Wow. I mean, and then fornication. There's the you know, fuck me next year. You know, well, there's dead the mom. there's the naked girl at the beginning. Oh that yeah, 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 yeah. I love the fact that they're like, hey. We're going to have one spot of nudity in this whole movie. That's going to be the first. And we're going to get a really adorable, like, girl. And we're going to have her fuck Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was a little, huh. You weren't expecting that. If, by some chance, he ever hears this. Larry Fessenden. We I love you, but. love you. You know you're lucky. I love okay. you so much. So, oh, my God. Anything um, else with this movie? Well, just a couple things. What, <laughs> what we got? to point out to you. So the primary filming location was a home, an antique house that had been empty for 12 years. Where was it shot? I said um, like Maine. Was I right? Anywhere close? Did you guess Maine? Yeah, I guessed Maine. So let's see. It seemed like one of those waspy type houses. It was shot in Missouri. Oh. Probably for the tax credit. Yep. 100% uh, so for that reason. Yeah, it was, like I said, it originally premiered at Midnight Madness at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2011. It didn't actually get released wide until 2013. So, um, the original opening of the movie was not Larry having sex with that girl. What was it originally? It was an old man who finds his dog decapitated before oh. he himself is killed. And the producers were like, yo, can we cut that dead dog bit? Yes, thank you. Off, please? Yeah. <laughs> Because Cindy won't watch that shit. Um, so there you go. No way. To And the last thing I kind of want to point out real fast is if we want to go back to the killing okay. section. Let's go back there. people die in this movie. All right. So, so we've got... In the course of the movie, Felix, Z, Crispin, Drake, Kelly, Amy, Tariq, Paul, Aubrey, Lamb Mask Guy, Tiger oh, Mask yeah, Guy, yeah, yeah. Fox Mask Guy, Talia... Eric and the cop all die. Aaron I is forgot the only about, character that appears in the film and actually does not die. I forgot about like the diff, the uh, I was missing one of the masks. Okay, fucked up movie, Josh. What are we watching next I, week? I would say, would you watch this with your eldest son? But he has seen it. Yeah, and he loves it. Um, no, 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 eleven, no, year old. What your mom? Nope, not for her either. Too much gore. The perfect amount of gore. All right. What are we doing next week, babe? Okay. So I got to call an audible on this one. Okay. So the movie I originally wanted to watch, there's a director's cut coming out. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch the director's cut. But it got pushed back until the 7th of December. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to swap what would have been the last movie of this month, mm -hmm. which is Krampus. <laughs> oh, okay. With and next month. With... What we're, so we're starting gonna, we're next month with. Push that to Christmas, and then next week we're going to end this month with what we were originally going to do for Christmas, which is Black Christmas. Okay. The so 1974 original. So next week we are watching Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Okay. When was that made? 1974. Okay. okay. Negative five. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, until uh, next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Y'all. <laughs>